We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Draft Show. Live from the Tasting Bar and Concourse B here at the new Kansas City International Airport. It's the KC Sports Network final mock draft special show. I'm BJ Kissel hanging out with Ken Swanson, Maddie Lane, and Eric Galco. We're going to join us here in just a little bit. want to sh- shout out give a special thanks to our friends at Holiday Distillery and our friends here at the Tasting Bar, OHM, Vantage, everybody up at the airport. Ken, I've heard a lot of positive things. I've driven through it, haven't actually been physically in the airport until earlier today and i see what all of the the buzz has been about this place is absolutely beautiful and it's got such a local feel with everything that it uh makes me a little proud to be a kansas city it's beautiful the the pictures that i've seen of this place don't do it justice this is unbelievable it's kind of surreal that we're getting to see this in our city and it just seeing the infrastructure that we have here in place not uh, unbelievable i'm blown away i cannot wait to fly in and out of this place and you're right like there's a local feel people kind of get a taste of the city right when they walk in um we we kind of walked into the kind of the more localized area and it was just it it, it kind of hit me a little bit you were we were walking in with me as we were done. i was just like i i can't believe this is in our town it's so cool yeah no i haven't been here i got a flight out in in a couple of weeks i you know but this is like my first chance to actually to be here and to get to see it and it did not disappoint at all i'm so excited yeah, and we get the Ben Holiday old fashioned, the Ben Holiday bourbon. You get a little local feel everywhere you go, mm. and uh, there's plenty of it here at the tasting bar. Mm. But I'm excited. Uh, we've been talking about the draft, and I have you guys I'll tell you guys this: we've been talking about the draft for so long that it's almost here, uh, and we we're going to break it down with uh, starting off with a full first round final mock draft here at KC Sports Network. I know you and Maddie and Galco have been talking about this on the KCSN Draft Show for quite a bit but before we bring those guys on before i also need to shout out smoke and magic barbecue uh which is here at the tasting bar brad and brie won the competition they got uh the ability to have their product here in the store i believe for the next year uh we talk about that local feel and had a chance to have some of the smoke and magic they got all their rubs all their seasonings all their sauces all this stuff uh here at the tasting bar but had a chance to have the brisket earlier had a little bit of the burn ends and the cheesy corn and it's absolutely unbelievable. So if you're swinging through the Kansas City International Airport, come on to Concourse B, head to the tasting bar, grab yourself Ben Holiday, 
old fashioned and get some barbecue thanks to uh the folks over at Smoke and Magic is pretty good. Absolutely delicious. Like you just get a taste of KC right when you walk in. Like it's it's like you, you can't ask for anything else. It's like a whole barbecue wing. Yeah, me, Mitch here too. Like there's just it's great. There's there's barbecue everywhere. They got beers on tap on the wall with a little card and you scan. Like it's it's perfect. I I, I nerded out when Tucker and I came in and shout out to Tucker Franklin for producing this thing for us. But I also want to shout out because I never saw this anywhere until Tucker told. The parking garage with the lights, yeah. the red and green light, uh-huh. turning down. There's a parking spot. Blew me away. Yeah, the dumbest. Like I was so excited about that. It's it makes it makes life a lot easier. Like I, it didn't take me as long to try to find parking. I rolled right into a spot on the level I was hoping to. There's like, there's plenty of parking too. Yeah. You know, like there's plenty of it. Like, you're you're not gonna have a hard time finding parking. I don't think I'm gonna make fun myself here a little bit before I bring these guys on. But bathroom confused me. <laughs> I was talking to like four women. I was like, I think I'm going to the wrong bathroom. Like. Everybody's invited. I like, paused for a second. I was just stalls uh, everywhere. If you've been to the airport, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you'll understand <laughs> when you get here. It just made me pause because there's like three women who kind of looked at me and I was like, I don't know where to I, There's no sign. Sorry. Sorry. I, anyway, let's get into the mock draft. Let's get into this. That's why the people are here. Let's bring on Mr. Eric Galco, the executive director of the East West Shrine Bowl, and uh, Mr. Matty Lane, one third of the KC Laboratory. Bring those guys on. What's going on, Mr. Matty Lane? <laughs> What's going on, guys? I, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the airport talk. Uh, I'm excited to come check it out. I've come in on Thursday, so we're gonna check out the new airport, see if I can figure out the uh, bathrooms and the uh, barbecue <laughs> barbecue wing of the airport situation. I guess. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, I can't wait for you to get in, buddy, because we got a lot. We're uh, we're gonna be celebrating. We're gonna be hanging out all week, and we've got a lot to cover here. But uh, man, I, I it's just crazy that we're getting to this point. We're doing our final round one mock. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it, it, and we, you know, it's just surreal, man. I, it, I can't believe it's already here. Um, it, the fun starts and we're going to start here with a little bit of a round one mock draft here. Uh, we're going to, we, we've got some trades too. We got some <laughs> trades too. Uh, I, get well, to don't try to do a, I don't know what these picks are. This is going to be fun. Don't yeah, try to do, be, don't try do a mock on. draft with Kent. You can't do a mock draft with like with Kent without having 38 trades. It's if you cannot get through a mock draft with Kent unless you do 38 trades. So hey, look, you gotta you gotta throw some you gotta throw some you know some screwballs in there because I mean we talked about it with like the 13th and 15th pick being swapped between the Jets and the Packers. It yeah. can change the DNA of the draft. It can tra- change how things go because you know one team's jumping in front of another to put it. Maybe it's a tackle now. You know, it, a lot can change. You just root for straight chaos at this point. Of course. You want every- I want Emmanuel Forbes to get drafted twice I mean, on time, Thursday night. When Jameer gets, starts getting mocked to the Chiefs in the first round, you know the draft is almost here. Oh. Like they ran out of ideas. I saw Endon Hooker get connected to the Chiefs. I don't know, joke or not. I was maybe, that a serious tweet from a uh, serious thing from Chris? Collins? I don't know. Maybe you'll see Hendon Hooker today in this mock draft. Maybe we'll see him walk by. Maybe we might. I I think I might have seen Nolan Smith walking by earlier. I'm not sure. Well, if we see a first round pick walk by, we'll try to flag him down. Uh, I had Jake Shirk hanging out with us, getting a little behind-the-scenes video. So we'll be able to check that out here pretty soon, too. Shout-out to Jake for helping us out up here. But let's get the, let's get the mock draft started. I, we will as soon as as soon as soon uh, you hit the like and subscribe button if you're watching. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out with us. Appreciate everybody supporting us. We are going to have so much content on this channel. We are literally live for every single pick of the 2023 NFL Draft. Hit the like button, subscribe button. Helps us grow the channel, but also make sure that you are subscribed when all this sweet, sweet content starts hitting during draft week. Let's begin this mock draft exercise, though. And the, the first pick in the 2023 
KCSN NFL draft. The Kansas City or the uh, Carolina Panthers. You were lying about the trade. Trade. We have a trade. <laughs> Woo! The Panthers have selected Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. Not really too surprising. I think this is you know a, a, a you know a, at this point it's pretty much a lock that he is going to be the selection. Matthew Lane. Yeah, I think we've gotten to the point to where we know Bryce Young is going to kind of be the first round pick. If not, uh, Vegas is like in a weird spot right now, but odds <laughs> just keep forever and forever going in his favor. Uh, I think it's going to be him. It's interesting seeing just like Frank Reich and that offensive coaching staff. You know, he doesn't seem like he'd be their first choice. So you just have to wonder what the process was to get here. Did they just fall for the person, the player? Is there some ownership coming in? Where's the GM making the pick? But I, you get it. You watch him play. You understand why Bryce Young is going number one. It's not. It's not that complicated. It might even be if it's more about maybe some of the other candidates. Maybe they just you know feel better about Bryce Young compared to maybe some other candidates didn't press him. You know, you never know with all that. All right, let us move on to pick number two. I think that one was a pretty easy one. Pick number two. We are not buying all this Will Levis to two hype. We're just not doing it in this mock draft. You're not believing the information coming out four days. It's weird, but we are going to oh. believe BJ. Well, that that the that the Texans feel comfortable, maybe not addressing right. quarterback at the second spot. It's we Caleb Williams or nothing. Caleb Williams or nothing. That might be the case actually. But with the second pick in the 2023 KCSN mock draft, the Houston Texans got it right that time. Have selected defensive end Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Look, the but there's a lot of buzz out there about them choosing to maybe go with, you know, the higher upside player. Will Anderson might be a little bit of safer pick. There's been some buzz and some rumors about some medicals. We'll see uh, what happens with the Will Anderson situation. But give me Tyree Wilson here, the second pick uh, in this draft. I, I think it makes some sense uh, to kind of swing on the bigger talent. Texas kids staying with the Texans. We're going to move on to pick number three. This has been a hotly talked about spot for a trade. Uh, we are not projecting a trade here either. We are going with Will Anderson, the edge out of Arizona. Love it. Uh, Matthew Lane seems like a, you know, it seems like if anything checks out, and honestly, you know, some teams have different opinions on medicals than others. Will Anderson uh, is the pick at number three for the Arizona Cardinals. They are not able to find a trade-down partner. How do you feel? I mean, I think it's the it's the right pick for them, right? I think if Will Anderson's available, you need to reset your defensive culture and your entire team, essentially. I think you definitely go with Will Anderson. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised the Cardinals couldn't find a trade-back candidate, but, you know, maybe they're sitting there looking and there's, everyone's ready to play uh, Russian roulette with the quarterbacks that are left. So they, they get Will Anderson at pick three. I think that's a good spot for him. All right, with the fourth pick... We have a little bit of a surprise here. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts and just the yep. quarterback position in general. But uh, we've, you know, there we we have some, you know, we 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 advise with some people, and there's some people out in Indianapolis that believe that that Anthony Richardson will be the pick yep. for the Indianapolis Colts at pick number four, and that's what we're going to do here. I love it. With the fourth pick in the 2023 KCSN fake mock draft, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Indiana or out of Florida, is the pick. Matthew, this is the guy that's number one in the KCSN draft guide for us. It's a big swing on talent, but Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson together makes just absolutely too much sense, in my opinion. I mean, I get it. I get the fit. Uh, he's one of our. He's our top quarterback in the KCSN draft guide. Love the player. I understand the swings. Um. 
it's interesting for a team that seems to maybe have a shorter leash for their GM, but I don't know if Chris Ballard will operate that way. So like, I could honestly see them going with any quarterback at this position. I do think they've kind of in the spot where they seem to like all three of the ones that are left. I'm fine with Anthony Richardson. I think that's probably the smartest pick. It's just you, it has to work, and he's definitely one of the riskier ones left. So it's a uh, that's where it gets a little dicey. I think for them, I could see them easily wanting to be safer and go CJ Stroud as well. But yeah, give me the upside. I'm a risk taker. We have Patrick Mahomes. That one worked out. Might as well try to swing for the for the best guy. Yeah, and you know I think there's a debate to be had about how big of a swing it really is. You know how big of a bold move is it is because like some of the underlying metrics that you see on some of the completion percentage stuff doesn't separate him too far from a Bryce Young. You know, um, you see his floor I think being raised. Like Justin Fields struggled to be consistent passing the ball this year, but they were able to still build an offense around his legs and you know his playmaking ability, and it worked really well. And so, you know, I think the floor is a lot higher for Anthony Richardson than people are giving him credit for. And I think, you know, he's just, he's got such a unique ability. Like, I, I, we talk about, like, Cam Newton comparisons, but he's like Cam Newton if Cam Newton was faster. Yeah. If Cam Newton had a little bit more flexibility, honestly. Like, I, I feel like Cam Newton is a little bit more rigid as a runner than, than Anthony Richardson. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Richardson was the pick at all. He, he might be the perfect example, and I think this is probably true for every quarterback that's ever been drafted, but it depends on where he goes, the coaching staff that's around him the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator of having a plan, uh, how to utilize his strengths and how to develop him, uh, both from just a skill set, but also from a personality standpoint. Um, so much of that is important. And that's one of the reasons we've seen all the success that uh, Andy Reid has had with Patrick Mahomes. I know they're not the same player and all of that kind of stuff, but uh, physically, and you see, you watch the highlights. Uh, if you just watch highlights of Anthony Richardson, you would buy into all of the hype uh, and some of the other kind of people that pick him apart. Mm-hmm necessarily looking at what he doesn't do well whereas coaches that end up drafting him are going to think that they can extrapolate the the positives and build an offense that he could be successful well it's kind of funny it's like there's different scouting approaches that some teams take and you know some teams like to give their coaches the 20 best plays of a guy and say this is the this is what we can do with him this is what we've seen him be able to do your job is to extract that from him more consistently so you know that's that's literally the scouting techniques that some you know, like we talk about highlight scouting, like some teams kind of highlight scout a little bit with their approaches to this. And if you watch Anthony Richardson's top 20 plays, like it's absurd. Like it's just special, special plays all throughout um, his tape. And obviously there's a little bit up and down there, but man, I, I wouldn't be afraid to bet on this guy. Let's move on to pick number five. And we are going to go to Seattle and we are going to have them take potentially the best player in this draft, potentially the most talented player in this draft. Jalen Carter's fall is not far at all. He goes fifth to the Seattle Seahawks and dropping him into an infrastructure that is strong, stable, steady, uh, good locker room, good culture. I feel like it makes a lot lot of sense to drop a guy with that kind of ability in there, Matthew. Oh, for sure. And he fits with a lot of what they want to do, building up that defensive line and the pass rush. Like the fit of Jalen Carter there on field makes a ton of sense. The question that you kind of run into, though, is, you know, well, not the question, but does how does he do in the interviews, right? Like that's the biggest thing with Jalen Carter. He's in contention for the number one or number two overall pick if there isn't these concerns about off the field or football character stuff. So that's stuff we won't know. But as long as he passes that stuff for Seattle, I mean, this is a slam dunk pick. I do think it's interesting that C.J. Stroud's still there. Uh, you want to find a quarterback that maybe shares some skim- similar skill sets to a Geno Smith. They could probably be dropped into that same offensive system. 
CJ Stroud mm. here would make a lot of sense as well if they didn't want to like, you know, just settle with Geno Smith. So, like that's a big decision. Do you want the quarterback that's sliding a little bit potentially because of some off-field interview uh, intelligence testing questions? Or do you want the defensive tackle that has all the talent in the world but has some similar issues going on off the field as well? And either way, it's not, Seattle's a team that will take swings on guys like that. It's just getting the talent in the building. It's interesting which direction they decide to go. And Gino got that contract extension too. I just looked it up. He got the three years. He got $40 million. Not that they couldn't take a young quarterback and still bring him in. Uh, but I like the Jalen Carter pick. I think that's a good spot. And I think, was it reported that he didn't take any visits outside of the top 10? Yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's not even going to uh, entertain the idea that a team might want to trade up for him. Like, yeah, no, it's just these 10 set the floor. It's the same amount of money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you are watching. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out for our live one round mock draft. We are going through it right now. Uh, we have just taken uh, Jalen Carter with the fifth pick in this draft. Uh, if you go and look at some some betting odds, if you're a gambling person, you'll see cornerback and Detroit Lions tied very closely together. Uh, and you will see uh, they're some of the highest odds, like just, you know, the highest odds. The name is Devin Witherspoon. That keeps coming up a lot with the Detroit Lions, and we are going to give Devin Witherspoon to the Detroit Lions uh, with the sixth pick in the draft. It, it's high football character, like some of the highest football character in this entire class, Matt. Physical cover corner comes up and likes to hit guys. He'll also can play any kind of coverage you want. Like he's he's the perfect cornerback for the Lions and Dan Campbell coach team. Like I think this pick is not a lock, but it's like one of the ones that makes the most sense that I think a lot of people are in on. So this one I'd be, almost be more surprised if it wasn't Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like cornerback is you know really strongly where they're they're heading. And I, I, Devin Witherspoon's eaten in the cap or two. Like that's that's definitive. Like he definitely has. Pick number seven. You know, there's a little bit of chaos. I, I, I'll just, I'll give you my theory, Beach. I think C.J. Stroud was the pick until a couple of weeks ago. So I think C.J. Stroud was the quarterback pick until he wasn't a week and a half ago. So my my thought is chaos has ensued. You've seen people maybe feeding off the chaos, throwing some Will Levis stuff out there. Um, C.J. Stroud, where he goes, I think it, it's all over the place because like this whole this whole board for a lot of teams is just all over the place. Like, it's just, it's, it's, I, I don't think you're going to find really strong consensus amongst a bunch of teams, which is why it's going to be so much fun this week. CJ Stroud's fall stops here with the Las Vegas Raiders, who I'm not convinced we're going to be going quarterback until things started kind of getting a little bit more chaotic. We're giving CJ Stroud to the Las Vegas Raiders, once considered a number one slam dunk pick, heavy favorite, slide. Slides a little bit, doesn't slide too far. I think it could be a good situation for him uh, in Las Vegas, Matty. Yeah, a quarterback that understands the mental side of the game. He gets through his reads very quick. He knows where he's going with the ball pre-snap. These are all things that Josh McDaniels likes. Um, It's kind of just the the quarterback and offensive system that kind of slot in really well and makes sense. It's part of the reason like I have a hard time buying Anthony Richardson and Will Levis type quarterbacks to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know how well they'll settle with Josh McDaniels, who's very demanding uh, of the quarterback and, you know, coming from New England and working with Tom Brady. So CJ Stroud to me makes a lot of sense there. He gets to be a pocket passer that gets the ball out quick, which is how he prefers to play. 
and the Raiders get is like a quarterback position potentially locked up long term behind Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who should just be there for a year or two. Yeah, 100% agree. I think this is a fantastic situation for C.J. Stroud. Um, it is it is structurally great for him. Often, like that's a structurally great offense for him to fit into. Um, I, I think the, I think the Raiders will be thrilled if if C.J. Stroud is available to them at pick seven. Maddie, you made fun of me for all these trades. Okay, I'm trying to be a little bit realistic. There's going to be some trades that happen. And yes, there's some Bijan Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons at eight talk. But what if they're connected to Bijan Robinson and aren't taking him at eight, but maybe they're moving back a little bit and getting him? And let's say that, you know, we've we've subscribed to this theory that the the Houston Texans are going to take the best player available on their board at two, and maybe they'll take a, ta- a quarterback later in the draft. We have them doing it here. They're moving up to eight. The Houston Texans move up to eight, and they take, they take quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky, making it four quarterbacks in the first eight picks. Will Levis is the pick to the Houston Texans. They get another quarterback. They get a quarterback. They get Tyree Wilson. They get two studs on both sides of the football. How do you feel if you're a Texans fan and this is the scenario? I mean, you probably can't be upset. You get a quarterback that deserves to go in the top 10, uh, and you get him by trading back into the top 10 when you have the two picks there. Like, I think the... The Will Levis dislike has come too far. Like if you take him into any other year, he's your high upside raw quarterback prospect. How early? And, yeah. How how early does he go last year? Like, oh yeah, he's a top. He's the first five, quarterback off the board for sure. Yeah, five, sure. top he's three. It's just this year we compare him to Anthony Richardson, and that's just kind of not fair because he just happened to be coming out at the same time. I mean, he's not perfect. There's plenty of bust factor here, but he's still a good high upside quarterback prospect. I, you know, we'll see how he fits in with the Texans and what they like to do, but I think his demeanor, his physicality, and his toughness kind of fits in with what I think that team wants to become. You know, he, you know, not he kind of played with a shanty disciple kind of like a shanty tree under center boot action stuff uh, his first year at, at Kentucky. Uh, last year was a little bit more tricky. This year, not so great, but... um he he's got some experience within that offense. You know, there's the Liam Cohen connection there. I, I like the pick here for the for the Houston Texans at eight. All right, so the Bears moved back obviously a month and a half, two months ago. They moved back all the way to nine. They secured a war chest of picks and also DJ Moore, decent football player. Uh they they did very well for themselves. They have a very big need here along the offensive line. And basically you could say near any position along the offensive line. We're gonna give at pick nine, the Chicago Bears were giving him Paris Johnson the tackle out of the Ohio State University. I think that's a I think that's a slam dunk pick. I think that's not it might be the the pick one of the picks they're most excited about to make on a sound Addy. Yeah, he's played left tackle this past year, but he's also played right guard for Ohio State. So I think the thought process has to be he can potentially play play right tackle as well. Um, so he's not played it yet, at least at the college level, but he's played on both sides of the line. You think that he can play right tackle because I think they're happy with Braxton Jones at left. So he kind of gives you that versatility. And I think that's why you would move Paris Johnson up ahead of some other left tackle only as like a Broderick Jones or something just because you like that versatility. 
it'd be interesting to see if they were deciding between uh, Paris Johnson here and Peter Skaronsky, mm. which one they'd prefer. Because Johnson's clearly going to be an offensive tackle. You just don't know which side. Skaronsky has that guard potential. So if they feel less certain about their interior offensive line as well, I could also see them trending that direction too. Yeah, and he could still play right tackle if he wanted him to. Like, oh, Skaronsky that is. But I, I think the, the upside athleticism, talent, ceiling is extremely high for Paris Johnson. I would get them wanting to make that swing there. And anybody that has followed the Bears knew, knows that fixing the offensive line is going to be one of the things that Ryan Poles and company were going to be in charge of and getting the way that you guys are describing Paris Johnson seems like a very low risk move that you draft him there. He might not play left tackle, right tackle, wherever he is. He's going to be playing along the offensive line and give Justin Fields an adequate chance to see if you have something there before they have to make a decision on whether or not they need to do something else under center going forward after this next year or two. Thanks, everybody, hanging out with us. Hit that like button, please. Hit that subscribe button, please, uh, if you have a chance. Uh, we appreciate it. supports us, all that stuff. So Yeah, we've part of the way through the first mock draft, but right now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Kansas City, the NFL draft is here. It is draft week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company, and now hosting the NFL draft. It's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's the perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste. 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, welcome back to the Tasting Bar here in Concourse B inside the new Kansas City International Airport. 
Appreciate you for hanging out with us here at KC Sports Network. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe. All right, Kent, let's pick right back up. Where were we on the first round final mock draft from us here at KCSN? We are at the Philadelphia Eagles sitting in pick 10. A lot of people think they might be a trade-back candidate, but honestly, with Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon, sitting there, it's going to be really hard for them to turn that down, Matthew. I mean, the value with Christian Gonzalez, the top cornerback that a lot of people have in this draft, still sitting on the board there at 10. Like, I get it. The Eagles had... They brought back a bunch of their veteran corners. They got them all back, but they were all flirting with leaving the team. Getting some youth in that building is going to be hard to pass up. I do think that uh, that front office there, they're very intent on going to get best players available. They like to draft talent, and Christian Gonzalez is easily top 10 talent. This weird domino effect of the Texans taking Tyree Wilson and the quarterback shuffle and trade-ups has kind of oddly left what a lot of people see as a top five pick all the way down here at pick 10. Yeah, he's he's got all these elite measurables, and like I think that's going to really in, in, intrigue a lot of players or a lot of teams. But like the tape's very very good as well, and, and I think that's not the tape that we have access to. We don't have a lot of highlights of Christian Gonzalez for people watching on the YouTube channel right now, saying, "Wow, they're talking really highly on this guy, but not a lot of highlights." Well, let's just move on. Back twelve situation. We can move on to the. We next can pick. just move on to the next pick, and I'll take this one. The Tennessee Titans. We're starting the wide receiver run early. We're making it a little harder on ourselves because we all want a wide receiver here at KC Sports Network. Well, I'm not going to speak for you, but the the lap. We're not going to get the player that I want, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, we'll talk about that, I guess, later. But I'll, When it comes up, I'll be like, that was the guy. Jackson Smith in Jigba starts the wide receiver run at pick number 11. The Tennessee Titans go receiver. There's been some late buzz about them potentially going at the receiver position. A little bit of a surprise that they're not necessarily maybe going with uh, offensive line, which I think is a safe place to start with, with Rand Carthon starting there at, in, in Tennessee. Uh, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, you know, he's an exceptional football player. He's my wide receiver one personally. Uh, he's a absolute demon in the slot. Uh, we compared him to Cooper Cup play style uh, in the KCSN draft guide. Uh, I think he's just solid steady. He's not an elite athlete. He's not going to run away from a bunch of people, but I think he's got the best zone feel in this entire class. I think he's got really quality translatable skills as a pass catcher, route runner. Uh, maybe he isn't going to burn, you know, be turning and burning too much, but I, there's a lot to like. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons, who now pick because of their trade with the Houston Texans, who traded up from eight. They moved back to 12. And this is where running back B. John Robinson does go. So we move back slightly for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they're, they're, they're strongly connected to the running back position these days. We'll give them Bijan Robinson still, but we're going to give him it to him at, at pick 12. And yeah, I'm nothing's going to surprise me at the running back position, especially with such a chaotic kind of first round that we're kind of anticipating, Maddie. I don't think it's going to be a, a surprise wherever Bijan Robinson goes, 8, 12, you name it. I mean, I think the similar to Will Levis, the dislike for drafting Bijan Robinson has gone too far, right? Like, I get it, not wanting to take him at pick two or pick five because that's a little too high, especially when you start accounting for the rookie pay scale. But once you kind of get to this point or anywhere later, when you get a running back of this talent level, he's now worth it, right? He comes into the NFL at minimum a top 10 running back in the NFL, like on his first day. And that doesn't, he's only going to go up from there for the next couple of years. You're going to have him at a reasonable price for the next five years because of that. He helps in the passing game, the run game, like, and then he's perfect for that system. Arthur Smith would love nothing more than to get the ball out of Desmond Ritter's hands and just run the ball 800 times. Now they have Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier to do it. A perfect fit. And don't, you know, we got to 
dial back the don't take running backs early thing because there comes a point where the value is clearly there. Yeah, he's a game changer. And I think he's a guy that you definitely, I, I'm not going to be stunned where he goes. And I think he's just, he's a solid double. He's a he's a, a great pick for whoever winds up getting him. And you just hope all of his, all of his running, all of his runs count. Hopefully they're meaningful stats for your football team. I don't know if it's a rebuilding team you want to grab, but the Atlanta Falcons are knocking on the door in a very poor division. All right. So the, the Green Bay Packers acquired pick 13 uh, as part of the Aaron Rodgers trade just yesterday. They moved from 15 to 13 as part of this deal. But they're still trading back, and they've been looking to trade back a little bit, some people are saying. There's a little bit of buzz that they might yeah. be looking to move back a little bit. And we're going to have... Believe in things that you... We're going to... On the old you internet website. You know, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But we're going to do it in this scenario, Beach. So, like, you know, 4% of the things you hear this time of year are real. We're going to have uh, the Steelers trading up to pick 13 to make sure that they're securing an offensive tackle. And that offensive tackle is Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Uh, another fun prospect who's, I think, kind of climbed up, you know, the media perception a little bit. You know, he was there was some consideration at times where he was going to be down there at 31 for the Chiefs. Uh, potentially as as a, as a target, and he's kind of slowly climbed up the offensive tackle rankings. We have him going before Broderick Jones, which is kind of a surprise. It, it, it would have surprised me two months ago, Maddie. It, but it makes sense though, because he's had arguably one of the better runs throughout this draft process, right? He goes to the Senior Bowl and has really good time there. Then he goes to the Combine and puts up good film there. Everybody has had you know really nothing but good things to say about him. So he's had such a rise through the process. I think see him as like this safe day one starter at right tackle. Broderick Jones, I love him just because you brought him up. He's not as polished as Darnell Wright is right now. So if you need yeah. someone to come in and play right away, Darnell Wright makes sense, especially if you're looking for somebody to play on that right side because I do think he's a lot better at right tackle. He makes a ton of sense. So if you're the Steelers, you're sitting here, you want to get your pick at this offensive tackle that, you know, of a run that might potentially happen at some point in time, then yeah, you go up and get your guy. When they're jumping ahead of a team at pick 14 which I think they're going to go offensive line, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we're going to go to the 14th pick in this draft. Now, the, now. the New England Patriots, were, you know, that, that's the team I think offensive line is something that you're going to pay attention to with the New England Patriots, a team that has not always cared about measurables, tackle, guard. They, you know, they've, they've, they've taken some outliers on the offensive line. They're going to grab Peter Skronsky, which is one of the most what Patriots picks ever, I think. A guy that can play inside, can play outside. Um, it's just a very, very good, high-quality football player. Solid double, maybe more. Just because he's such a good football player. Uh, and we're giving Peter Skaronsky to the New England Patriots. It seems like it's a very Patriots pick to me, if I'm being honest. Like, I just, uh, you, 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 can, you can play him at tackle. You know, some teams are going to be scared off by the arm length, which does matter in some instances. Um, but just a, a solid technician, quality athlete. Um, and if he doesn't pan out at the tackle position, move him inside to guard. Like you're going to find a good football player here. He's a best five type offensive lineman for your team. And that's what Peter Skronsky is for the New England Patriots, continuing to solidify that offensive line. They went with Brenton, uh, not Brenton Strange, Cole Strange last year, uh, and kind of a surprise pick in the first round, unless you're reading the KCSN draft guide. Uh, and now they go with another offensive tackle here to continue to support Mac Jones. Let's move on to pick 15. The uh, the New New York Jets did move back, obviously, from 13 to 15 as part of this whole Aaron Rodgers trade. Offensive line seems like an extremely logical move here, too. So, like, the run on offensive line, we saw the Steelers trade up ahead of it, and now the Jets are going to take Broderick Jones, 
the offensive tackle out of Georgia. That's your guy? That was my guy. I love Broderick Jones, man. He is so much fun to watch. Broderick Jones. He's my favorite player to watch tape. I'll say this. If the Chiefs trade up to 15 for Broderick Jones, not going to be surprised at all. Like, or not to not to 15, but like they trade up for Broderick Jones, period. I'm not going to be surprised at all because this is a high quality football player. We have him, I believe, as a top 10 player in the KCSN draft at Matthew. Matthew. Oh, we do. Uh, we, we like Broderick Jones. He's an exceptional, exceptional uh, prospect. And he's been my offensive tackle one from the get go. I love the athleticism, but there's certainly some technical stuff that has to be worked out in his game. And I think that's why you might see him not be the first or second offensive lineman off the board. He, you know, he comes with his hands a little wide and stuff like that. But the good news for the Jets, if he struggles early on, te- it looks like Mekhi Becton's in pretty good health. They still technically have Dwayne Brown. Elijah Vera Tucker can play a little bit of tackle. Like They have options to fill in a tackle if it's going to take Broderick Jones a little bit of time to get caught up. And if it doesn't, they just have a plethora of offensive linemen, which in the NFL is never a bad thing. So I think it makes a lot of sense. It adds another body to a room that only has a bunch of you know questionable guys at best right now. So it's a good pick for the Jets. It's interesting to see the Steelers jump up ahead of two teams, get the offensive lineman they want, but I wonder if they could have stayed put and got that same offensive lineman where they were. I don't know if the Jets or the Patriots would have taken Darnell Wright over the guys they took. Don't know for sure. We'll never know that, but this is how runs in the draft work, and hopefully everybody got their guy with this move. Yeah, and you get maybe a little paranoid about what the commanders are going to do at pick 16. Yeah. We don't have the commanders taking an offensive tackle at pick 16. We have, with the 16th pick, the Washington Commanders selecting cornerback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Uh, Yeah, the name, if it sounds familiar, it's because uh, it's Joey Porter's son. So he's the cornerback out of uh, Penn State. Big physical guy, great in press, great at the line of scrimmage. A little bit stiff, like you kind of said on the lab this week, Maddie, but uh, a good quality player. Let's move on to pick 17. Picking up here a little bit. The Packers have traded back with the Steelers. Here we go. They're, they've they stumbled into a high-quality football player. I think you need to keep an eye on the tight end position for uh, for the for the Packers, but Nolan Smith's on the board still at pick 17. Maddie, I think you jump all over Nolan Smith at pick 17 if you are the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, I think so. It, the Packers are kind of hard because they have some pretty strong, like, athletic profile metrics, and somehow Nolan Smith fits that, but so does Miles Murphy. And those guys are, like, very opposite physical profiles, so it's interesting <laughs> to me how they both can fit it, but they do. Um, So I'm fine with Nolan Smith. I think he's the better player there. He gives them a speed rusher to eventually probably replace Preston Smith and play along with Rashawn Gary and everything else they have, so... Yeah, I think the pick makes a lot of sense. It gives them a position of need and a a type of player that they don't particularly have right now. And they did so by trading back. Like, that's that's the best part about it. All right, let's move on to pick number 18. The Detroit Lions have their second pick in the first round. I think this is another place you're going to pay attention a little bit to to a potential trade back, trade back spot. Uh, Brett Veach said, hey, picks 20, 20 to 31 or 30. We're kind of paying attention to some potential trades. But you add a couple spots to that. Well, you add a couple spots to that. It's the Detroit Lions with their second pick in the first round. I don't know. Do 20 minus 2 seems like a good spot for the for the Chiefs to start paying attention to. We don't have them trading up here. But we do have them taking Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Technically hadn't started a game in his, in his collegiate career. The way Iowa does it, a super talented, the best player on that defensive line, highest ceiling. Didn't get one single start for that team. But you're looking at 
an exceptional athlete. You're looking at untapped potential. Yeah, maybe first, first round picks and never start a game. I, isn't that great? I love that stat. I love that fact about Lucas Van Ness. Uh, he's a, he, this is a target for for a trade back potentially too for the for the Lions, but we have them going Lucas Van Ness. We have the Chargers moving up in pick nineteen. With trade nineteen. Trade. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers move back a little bit here because the Chargers are moving up. They are not messing around. They want to make sure that they get their receiver. They want to make sure that they get a receiver for Justin Herbert that they want. The 19th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers take wide receiver Jordan Addison. That one hurts. That one hurts. That might be... Manny, okay. I, uh, Manny no. are you okay? If Jordan, with Jordan no, I'm not. Being no, a Charger? I, no, I'm not. This is this is the worst this is the worst case scenario. I should say back. I'd rather him be, I guess, a Charger than a Bill because I don't know if the Chargers will ever like figure it out. Whereas the Bills <laughs> might get Jordan Addison's so, like this is better than that. But I mean, you know, at least for the at least for this sake, I could say, hey, the Chargers moved up farther than the Chiefs wanted to to go get you know who I have as my wide receiver one. He makes sense for them, and there's definitely some crossover with him and Keenan Allen in terms of how they'll use, where they win, but Keenan Allen won't be there forever. Well, I don't know. They restructure him. Maybe he will be there forever. It's hard to tell now. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, it makes sense. He's a good receiver. They need receiving option helps. I would keep an eye out for tight ends for them. I mean, like, I think Dalton Kincaid to the Chargers is a really good pick for them. They don't have a reliable tight end. He'd give them that, but Addison gives them, you know, an amazing three-level wide receiver, so that stinks as a Chiefs fan. I, you know... We haven't seen the Chiefs connected to Jordan Addison. We've seen him connected to Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnston. And if there is some desire for from the Los Angeles Chargers for a a Jordan Addison keeping that contained may not be the worst idea. Maybe they maybe it's a, a chance they sneak up and uh and try to surprise the Chargers the way it kind of seems like they charge surprised the Bills with the Trent McDuffie move last year. Seattle, yeah, the Chargers connection to the Addison real quick. I just want to say they're the wide receiver coach that recruited Addison is also the wide receiver coach or on the coaching staff of the Chargers. Like that's where a lot of that connection I do think stems from. Anthony makes sense, but there is a strong connection there. Yeah. Maybe the Chiefs are just feigning interest in Jordan Addison to come up and get him because they, they, they've been so public with Zay Flowers. They've been so public with yeah. Johnson. There's, there's a connection there. Just want to throw it out there. First tight end off the board to the Seattle Seahawks, another team you might be looking at trading back. That is Michael Mayer, uh, is the tight end that goes off the board from Notre Dame. And look, he's just as solid as they get. Like, I think this is just a really strong, safe pick, a quality inline blocker, dynamic, uh, and not the most dynamic uh, receiver, but he's just good at everything. You know, he's a good route runner, great feel for zone, not the best athlete, but a good athlete. Good in, like, he just does everything well. He's a high floor player. I think he's a quality addition to any offense. Michael Mayer is the pick at number 20. All right. Right now, we are going to finish up this mock draft for the first round right after this quick break. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the Tasting Bar here in Concourse B at the new Kansas City International Airport. We've been uh, waxing poetic on how beautiful the new airport is. And we appreciate everybody uh, Advantage and OHM and obviously our friends at Holiday Distillery for making all of this happen, having a nice Ben Holiday old-fashioned and talking a little NFL draft. I know these guys have been hammering it through the KCSN draft guide. Make sure you go pick that up. Uh, you can find the link to that in the description here on YouTube. These guys have been working their tails off on it. Um, they've been talking about the draft. Let's finish up this last first-round mock draft for you. All right, so let's go to pick 21. The Bucks traded back small 
with the Chargers, just making sure to get up ahead of the Seahawks, make sure they get their their receiver, the guy they wanted. Now the Bucks are picking at 21. They get Anton Harrison, the offensive tackle, out of Oklahoma. Another guy that we've kind of been you know paying attention to here in Kansas City, um, a younger prospect, an experienced prospect, played on the offensive line with Creed Humphrey from Creed Humphrey, I believe, for one season, which is kind of interesting if you ask me. Uh, but you know, this is a guy that played on the left side, a little bit of right tackle experience as well. Um, he'd be an interesting ad for the Chiefs if they were to be able to get him, but we have him going here with a lot of offensive linemen flying off the board in the teens, Matty. Yeah. Um, so okay, if you're the Chiefs here and you were sitting, the Bucks are sitting here this pick, do you, how hard are you contemplating trying to move up for Anton Harrison or are you contemplating trying to move up for him at all? Like he's the kind of the last tackle of this, I, w- I would even say second tier, but like he's the last guy. So do you consider starting to move up for him here or is he a guy you'd rather wait on and try to catch the value at 31? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth examining uh, for sure. And I mean, it, it's 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 good for the I mean, I, I it's it's good for the Bucks. I think this is a good move for the Bucks to be able to grab him here. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens at pick 22. Wide receiver is another candidate here. But they're not going wide receiver. They are going Deontay Banks, the cornerback out of Maryland, another a Baltimore guy. Uh, or Maryland getting, you know, a uh, 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 Baltimore getting a Maryland guy yep. makes a lot of sense. But this is the kind of profile that fits Maddie. It is. Uh, their quarterback room starting to get a little thin. They love physical corners. They can play some man coverage. That's been a lot of what they do. You put Banks out there. You let him get physical on the outside. You get the pass rush. The blitz is going after the quarterback and just kind of let him win out there a little bit on the island. think he makes kind of a lot of sense there on the boundary with what the talent that they've kind of been losing out there over the past few seasons. All right, pick 23 is supposed to be the Minnesota Vikings, but it's not because the Kansas City Chiefs have moved up. They are on the clock at pick 23, a small trade-up. They go from 31. Yep. They give up pick 31, 122, and a 2024 third-round pick to move up to 23 because they are done waiting for these receivers to fall off the board. They've seen they've seen Jordan Addison go off the board. Yep. You know, they've seen Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go take Zay Flowers, <laughs> the wide receiver out of Boston College in a small trade-up to make sure that they're addressing the wide receiver position with one of the more complete wide receivers in this entire class, Matty. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a small trade-up. It's a pretty good trade-up, but they get a little bit of a discount because you have a very analytically driven team that's okay with moving down in what's considered a weaker draft class in the Vikings. So it's a good it's a good deal on the trade-up, and they go get Zay Flowers. He's a dynamic receiver. He can take the top off. He creates plays after the catch. He kind of provides more like consistency, something the Chiefs don't have at the wide receiver position. It's like reliability. You don't reliably expect you know know someone's going to get open outside of Travis Kelsey right now out of the wide receiver group. I think Zay Flowers gives you that kind of element early on, so that's where he makes a ton of sense. The wide receiver room or board is getting a little thin, especially in terms of reliability. Go up and get your guy that you think can help take that offense to the next level. Yeah, you you got a guy that can run inside and outside. So like, I think he can play as your Z. I think he can play as your slot receiver. Um, he can stretch the field a little bit vertically. He's very competitive at the catch point, even though he's not the biggest guy and he's not going to win those as consistently. He's still going to be competitive and give himself a better chance than some of these smaller receivers. You can see him do some of this stuff in the gat, you know, with the gadget kind of plays. And he's got some capable long speed. Like he's not the, he's not a slow guy by any stretch of the word. This is a, a guy that is very good at a lot of different things. 
And I think putting him with Patrick Mahomes just makes way too much sense. I think this is a very logical addition to this offense. And you've heard Travis Kelsey gassing up Zay Flowers uh, very publicly. I don't know if this means that we're just suckers falling for this or not, but I don't care. It seemed like a lot. Yeah, it seems a little bit too aggressive, if we're being honest. But uh, we're going to find out we're doing it. We're moving up for Zay Flowers and making sure that he's a Kansas City Chief with the 23rd pick in a small trade-up. That will be uh, the first pick for the Kansas City Chiefs in a trade-up. So let's kind of burn through this last half of the, or last little bit of the draft here, uh, just because we have the Chiefs already making that selection. Brian Branch, the safety. They're not trading up into the first round again. No, we're not doing that. We're not giving up. That'd be fun. Just check. You know. Uh, Brian Branch, the safety, the cornerback, whatever you want to call him, out of Jacksonville, going going to the Jaguars. Makes a lot of sense. Just a versatile piece that play in the slot very good football player high level instincts the saints make the last trade up in the first round that we have they move up with trade from the giants trade uh they take miles murphy defensive end honestly the chiefs trade she's trading up for miles murphy wouldn't stunt would surprise me if yeah. he starts to fall like I, he's just such a good football player and fits the steve spagnuolo profile perfectly so i would be signing up for that why would the chiefs take zay flowers in their trade up and not miles murphy kent I think that's a very fair question. You know, we kind of talked, like we've talked a little bit back and forth about that. You know, it's just making sure that you're, if you don't like the receiver class outside of that top four, that's what you're, that's why. If you are, you know, if you really believe in Zay Flowers, you liked what you saw in the Patrick LeVon Mahomes workout. Mahomes liked them. Everybody else liked them. They all signed off. You like that. And you don't really like the rest of the receiver class. That's what you do. I think that's why you make that move. Miles Murphy, I'm not going to be. Uh, disappointed if the Chiefs trade up for a Miles Murphy at any point in this draft uh, next uh, on Thursday. Cowboys at 26 take tight end Dalton Kincaid. Uh, just a second tight end off the board. I think that's a fun fit with Dak Prescott. Uh, the Bills at pick 27. Just staying steady. Building, building a good quality football team. Osiris Torrance, the interior offensive lineman out of Florida. Peter King did lock him there uh, to the Chiefs earlier. If you want to listen to the podcast, though, I don't know if you, I, I did have a long conversation with Nate Taylor on KCS and update about this yesterday. I wanted to hear the explanation. I wanted to hear the explanation, and Peter King did give the explanation, and he basically said, I just was trying to get an aim in there. So we had a conversation. It's amazing how much effort some guys put into their mock drafts and trying to be right, and some just throw names around and yeah. take it as gospel. But uh, we were having the fun debate of the Jameer Gibbs wink and talk about the value of that and I'm like the value of a backup left guard on red shirt <laughs> like I don't understand it but all right uh pick 28 Cincinnati Bengals going cornerback Emmanuel Forbes Maddie what what, what? there's there's a lot of buzz about Emmanuel Forbes making it into the first round yes. ball production is insane don't get me wrong but like that's an intriguing football player I mean, he's 112 pounds, and that's a that's a that's a problem normally in the NFL. But everybody's everybody's getting smaller, right? We spend all this time like worrying about smaller wide receivers, but wide receivers are getting smaller and smaller. Why can't cornerbacks get smaller and smaller? So like, it, it makes sense the way I think the direction the NFL is going right now. So slide him in there, see if the ball skills you know translate from college to the NFL, and see see what happens. Like, I I get the process. I mean, I don't have him in the first round as a grade, but I get the process. All right, so oh, you guess I'm. I was just saw somebody walk by a few minutes ago that had a Georgia Tech backpack, looking kind of football player-y. 
Was it Keon White? I don't know. <laughs> what, he got guy? invited. Like I know. I saw it. George Tech, and I was like, is that? Yes, he was. He was a bigger. He was a bigger human. I'm gonna go. He's not a small dude. I'm gonna go Google his face now just to double check and see because I did get a. I I did wonder if that was Keon. I was about oh, to make was... an old joke, but I'm gonna refrain. So. We thought we might have seen Nolan Smith earlier if we didn't mention that. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching. We are finishing the round one mock for KCSN. We've got a few picks left. Don't worry. If you're listening on the podcast version, we'll have another show after this, and then we'll get into a seven-round mock draft for the Chiefs. If you're watching on the live stream, we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to finish off the Chiefs. We're going to finish off the first round, and then we'll get into the Chiefs here. Just- Three more picks left. The Giants are making their selection after trading back. They're taking interior offensive lineman John Michael Schmitz. Maddie, you kind of said this seems like a pit that a lot of Giants fans are kind of clamoring for a little bit. Yeah, the offensive line's coming together there for the Giants, but they're still missing some help on the interior, specifically at center. So I think John Michael Schmitz makes a lot of sense. If you're taking a center and a draft, why not trade back, right? Like, why not trade back, get a few more more picks in the process, and then take that guy when you doubt somebody else will? Not a sexy pick for the Giants, I understand, but you're getting better up the middle in a way that is going to protect Daniel Jones because you can run the ball better. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense, even though it's not the the most exciting pick, I think, for uh, the Giants fans, probably. All right, pick 30. We're going, uh, the Eagles are staying. They're not, they're making the selection. They're taking Will McDonald, the edge, out of Phil, or out of Iowa State. And, like, this is like... I hate throwing the word worst case scenario out for, for the Chiefs. But this is like one of my this will be one of my least favorite picks if the Chiefs wind up going with Will McDonald, a lighter edge rusher. I think it will scream a lot of changes within defensive structure if they do make the move uh to grab him. He's one of my least favorite prospects that the Chiefs could potentially select. That's not to say that he doesn't have value. He's got an explosive broad jump, one of the top broad jumps of all time. He's got elite arm length, near 35-inch arms, like just a unique body type. Um, you know, he's got that, – that, that length can disrupt a, a – a, 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 you know, if you tip the pat, ball out of a quarterback hand, that's a sack and a strip. It counts. He might get a few of those in his career running up the arc, trying to beat, you know, uh, some tackles with speed up the arc. I think about, hey, look, Orlando Brown's the new left tackle of the Cincinnati Bengals, a Will McDonald is the kind of guy that can give Orlando Brown some fits. And that's that's a guy that, you know, like if you're trying to build a team to beat the Bengals, maybe you want a little bit more light speed rusher up the arc to try to disrupt Orlando Brown because we knew how much pro- problems he had with that. I fell in love with a edge rusher that seemed to have a lot of the least physical skill sets that he did back in 2013. One of my favorite player in the draft that year, and the Chiefs took Eric Fisher. He's out of University of Oregon. His name was Deion Jordan. Oh, forgot about that guy and he went to Miami and they stuck him as a 4-3 defensive end it did not work out well I am not going to be well like it's not going to be my favorite pick if 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 Will McDonald's the selection but this is a player with value he's an immediate sub rusher contributor you don't know what his role is beyond that because he doesn't play the run or has the density that is typically preferred of C. Spagnolo. he'd actually be the third lightest linebacker off-ball linebacker on the Chiefs Third heaviest line off-ball linebacker on the Chiefs. They've got two, and he's only he only he only weighs one pound more than Nick Bolton. He almost he he might he, there's a, like you know depending on which who had the cheeseburger last he might be the he might weigh less than all the off-ball linebackers for the Chiefs. But good football player, he's gonna fit for somebody. I don't think it's the Chiefs, but there's a, eerily a lot of connection to him. I'm, my ears are perked about that. 
final pick in the first round, the Minnesota Vikings obviously traded back with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why they moved up for Zay Flowers at pick 23. Hendon Hooker goes off the board. Craig Stout rejoices despite all the discussion and discourse that we've had and arguments about whether or not Hendon Hooker is going in round one. We gave... Yeah, exactly. Look at that. Hendon Hooker went to... Exactly. I almost... Almost completely tipped the whole thing off earlier, but Hendon Hooker is the pick at thirty-one. For you know what I wonder? Vikings. I wonder if there's ever been a team that has drafted in the final pick of the first round back-to-back years, but has no Super Bowl wins, because that would be the case if this happened. They oh. traded back with the Rams last year to take Lewisine, and then they would be trading back with the Chiefs this year to take Hendon Hooker. It'd be just funny. Back-to-back uh, years uh, drafting in that final slot. Yeah, save that one for draft day in case the Chiefs do actually make this kind of move. Remember That's that. Be a lot of fun. All right, we appreciate everybody for hanging out for this first full first-round mock draft, the final mock draft for us here at KC Sports Network. We appreciate everybody for hanging out. We'll have a seven-round mock draft on uh, the live stream right after this, so the podcast, if you're listening to that after the fact. Maddie Lane, we appreciate you. Eric, we appreciate you. I know you tried to get on the stream. Uh, couldn't get the internet to work for anybody who's confused on why you didn't hop on. Uh, but Maddie, man, we appreciate you. Kent and I are going to continue this thing on, but you have yourself a fantastic evening, sir, and we'll see you soon. Oh, I'll see you guys in like, yeah, day and a half. Later, guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit before we get into the seven-round mock draft, Kent. Talk a little bit more, and again, thank you to everybody up here at the airport at the Tasting Bar for taking care of us. OHM, Vantage, the groups running the airport up here have done a phenomenal job. This place is absolutely beautiful. But right now, we've got a little fun social thing going on. And make sure Tucker gets uh, Joel on this right now. But we've got a little trivia we're going to give away. And we, as in uh, OHM and the Tasting Bar, the airport, had provided these four premium tickets to the KC Current game on Sunday. We're going to give those away. And we're going to give them to the first person to reply to the social post going out on Twitter hmm. from at KC Sports Network. So I'm going to give people watching live a chance to grab their phones or uh tablets, computers, whatever, go to KC Sports Network on Twitter, and we're going to have Joel put the post out right now, and the question that you need to answer and reply to the tweet, so we can DM you if you're the first, but the question is, we're talking draft, Patrick Mahomes, coming out of high school, good player, drafted by the Major League Baseball team, Hmm. what round and what team, first person to reply to the tweet with that question and that picture, wins, or premium tickets to the KC Current Game. Thanks to our friends at OHM, Tasting Bar, Airport. Everybody love everybody. Supporting. Ely. Ely. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> love it. And make sure if you know the answer, or you just Google it real quick. I know most of you are out there doing right now. Get that answer in, we'll give some tickets away. I know the answer. Did you know what round off the top of your head? Did not know the round. Guess the wrong round. Had the team ready. It popped in my head, and I didn't know if I was right, but I said it earlier. Right, I wouldn't have got the round right at all. I was yeah, off I, by about fifteen rounds. I was off by like nineteen rounds. There's some math there for you to figure out, there, folks. Give any hints, like Joe Delaney. Hmm, it's a good, it's a good hint. Ale Central. What? Yeah, there's a little hint. Why is Tucker? You don't even know who Joe Delaney is Tucker. Where you? I know about? who Joe Delaney is. <laughs> You guys just gave the whole the other day when you The other day when we did that, which quarterback do you end up with? Joel did the post. Look. You're like Len Dawson. I'm like, you don't even know who Len Dawson. <laughs> well, a sports for, not no, for not knowing old players, he sure had a better fantasy draft than you did, Beach. My team would dominate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patrick Holmes. 
Well, that's the only reason that those teams are close. You could have drafted Derek Thomas five times and it wouldn't have mattered. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.